the, the, the narrative that you are beyond help and that depression is this big, scary monster that strikes your life out of nowhere and the only way to fix it is with prescription drugs, that is what damages people. Absolutely and utterly, that's more damaging than my mindset, which is threefold, really. One, you have very little control over anything in this life. You can't control the weather. You might get hit by a car when you're out in the street. You can't control anything. One of the only things you have absolute control over, because you don't even have control of your own health. Me or you could have a heart attack in the next 10 minutes. Only thing you have control over is your own state of mind. That's all you got. It's one of the only few things in the world you can control. You can decide. And people say, oh, you can't decide. You can't help it. Yes, you fucking can. You can decide whether to be a positive or a negative person. That's a decision you must make. And if you decide to be a negative person, it does not benefit your life in not 1%. That's a decision you've made. You decided that's self-sabotage bullshit. So I don't feel sorry for you. So that's the first thing about this depression thing I don't understand. The second thing about it is, for the majority of people, life is depressing. The majority, the majority of people are working bullshit jobs they hate for not enough money, struggling to pay the bills with you know not as many girlfriends as they'd like to have, pushing a car they wouldn't choose. If they're millionaires, we're not all Justin like Bieber. We're not all in, in charge of the world. There's a, there's a few select people out there who run shit. Yeah, of course, you're, you're Rihanna. You think life's great. You're Katy Perry. You're some dickhead bimbo just has to sing the odd song and you rule the world. Of course, you're happy. But for the majority of people, life is depressing. You're working a job you fucking hate. You know, you, you, you want sex and the girl won't bang you. And you're driving a shitty car. Like, that, that's a depressing element. So what are you going to do? You're going to be depressed about it and cry about it? Or are you going to fix your mindset to make your own life better? Depression is absolutely situational. If you think that taking a prescription drug is gonna make you happy with your shit car and your shit job, that's the wrong way to look about it. Why not change your car and change your job instead of surrendering? And the third, the third facet is, which is building off the second facet, everyone who's depressed in the West has it tons better than 90% of people on the planet. You're not born in fucking Yemen. You're born in Yemen, you're a goat farmer. Yeah, then you can be depressed. You're like, they're happier than you. You yeah. know, so it's, it's threefold. It's one, that, it's one that life is depressing as a whole. It's two, that depression is, is situational. It's, it's up to you to change it, not a prescription drug. And it's three, that you've got it better than a lot of other people do anyway. So when I hear people say they're depressed, all I hear is a whiny bitch. You control your mind. You control your mind, you know? And if you if you refuse to control your own mind, it's not my job to control it for you. You come to me and say I'm depressed. All I sit and think is, so? And that's not me being heartless. It's me saying, well, fucking fix it then. Well, I can't fix it. Well, if you don't think you can fix it, well, I can't fucking fix it. So piss off and be sad. I'm gonna stay here and be happy and drink my ball gun chill on with it. Fuck you. And that's the reality of it. And, and this is how depression needs to be taught. Depression needs to be fixed with hard answers or getting some of this bullshit. People are walking into a psychiatrist's office saying, I'm, I'm depression and they're getting a ton of attention. And everyone's sitting there saying, oh, poor you, poor you. Someone needs to sit there and say, throw the fuck up and get out of here. And, and they might do it. You know, that's what I think anyway. Fucking pandering to the negative thick shit. But what do I know? I'm banned on Twitter, so I don't know shit anymore. Unrealistic, no scope of reality, no scope of the real world. And and a lot of these diseases and ailments, what it really has, I, I see it as, as a very cheap shot at originality. Because we're all trying to matter. It doesn't matter who you are. If you look at the basis, especially amongst amongst men, depression's higher amongst men, suicide's higher amongst men, blah, blah, blah. But we're all trying to feel important. This is the reason why men play sports, for example. We all want to get up star, we all want to be a kickboxer, we all want to be rich, we all want to drive around Lambo, we all want to matter. So a very cheap shot at originality is to pretend you have all these ailments you don't have. Because then, then no one can understand you, then you're so different. Oh well you don't understand what it's like to be me because I'm depressed and I have anxiety and I have ADHD and I have that. I understand you're a dickhead just fine, but you're just trying to pretend you're something special by giving your stupidness names. Everyone gets anxious about certain things. I was anxious before every fight. 
I don't have anxiety. I was anxious about a situation and I handled it and I fought and I won. That was it. You know, like I, people are just adding these ailments and throwing them around as a cheap shot at originality and people are encouraging it from the ground up. And it's absolute garbage, man. I remember, I always quote this because I remember I was sitting there watching uh, some fucking TV show and these, these, these parents had a kid who had obsessive compulsive disorder. And I sat there, I remember sitting there with my mom and I said, obsessive compulsive disorder ain't real. And she goes, how do you know? I said, I guarantee it ain't fucking real. Anyway, they're talking about this kid called Timmy and Timmy had to walk down the stairs in a certain order. So he'd like skip the first stair and then go back up a stair, then jump down two stairs, some bullshit order. And if he didn't go down the right order, he'd start crying and having a fit at the bottom of the stairs. And his parents had to take him back to the stairs. I was like, he just needs his ass kicked. That's all Timmy needs. Timmy's a little fucking spoiled brat. Because I've never seen a kid in Africa who had to walk six miles for water who turned around and did the walk twice because they missed a step. I've never seen that happen because it ain't fucking real. If obsessive consulting was real, it'd be universal across people. And there'd be some poor kid in Africa who's to walk three times because of obsessive compulsive disorder. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because it's not fucking real. It's just insanity. And these kids are pandering to this moron who wants to walk up and down the stairs like an idiot. It's just like joke world. Like yeah. in, in the real world, he would have got slapped in the face and he said, Timmy, grow up. And at the end of that, I would have cured his obsessive compulsive in about three seconds. And that would have been the end. And but, Timmy would have been a better person. You know what I mean? He, he would have been, been a strong. He would have been done. He would have been cured. Yeah. You know, like he's going to struggle, struggle with obsessive compulsive for the rest of his life when you could have cured him by just saying something a fucking moron. Sit down with basic discipline. But the world's fucked. So yeah, it is pretty fucked, man. It Most people have never been where I've been. Most people haven't done what I've done. I know if I'm a coward or not. I know if I'm afraid. I know myself. I've been hurt. I've been stabbed. I've had my, my face broken. I've, I've, I, I broke my hand in six places and fought another eight rounds. I left there and had emergency surgery with 12 breaks in my hand. I know what I can do. I know everything about myself. There's nothing more spiritual than violence. This is the most spiritual thing on the planet, violence. Mm -hmm. Violence is the universal of the, of the human condition. It's the constant. It's always been there. It will always be there. I get people ask me this all the time. I want to look for more spiritual meaning. I say, okay, go down to a fighter's gym, get your ass kicked, and then try and do something about it. There's all the spirituality you need. You, you got to stay breathing when someone's trying to kill you. That's spirituality. I understand myself completely. I don't feel like there's any part of me that has been hidden or suppressed. I, I Just because I am, like you said, I'm very clearly a certain way, I'm very clearly dominant. I don't think there's a part of me that's hidden or suppressed. And maybe, not maybe, in fact, I will say certainly, I've been conditioned to be this way. But I think I've been raised for exceptionalism. Since as, since as young as I can remember, I've been raised to be exceptional. When, when I, when I uh, I'll give an example. So I tell stories about my dad and people often say he was way too harsh. I thank the Lord above I had the father I had. So when I got moved up three grades in school, they moved me up because in the SATs I got, it was like 400 questions and I got two wrong. And my dad gave me $20 and then he took $5 back for the two I got wrong, five each. So I had $10 total. And, the re and his lesson was, you still got two wrong. He was a perfectionist. Now, why was he a perfectionist? Well, it's because he was a chess grandmaster and in chess it's perfection or you lose. Why did I become a four-time kickboxing world champion? Well, because it's perfection or you lose. There is no, it's okay to be a little, there's no sloppiness in fighting. One shot's over. Same thing with chess. There's no sloppy. One little, one you, you lose control of one square, the game's over. You, we, I've lived in a perfectionist realm since the dawn of time. So my whole entire life has been a perfectionist life. This is how I view my life. And I don't think any other way to accept the world is, is okay. I don't think it's okay to be okay with losing. 
or okay with less than the best. I don't think any of that's acceptable because I've been raised this way, but this is the right. exact point. My son will be exactly the same. He has no choice because he's a Tate and Tate's go on into eternity <laughs> to rule the earth. We were very, very poor. Me and my mother and my brother, when we moved to England, we grew up in a homeless hostel. So I grew up at the very end of the socioeconomic ladder. I had a worse start than 99% of people. But I lived my life when I was poor, furious at the fact I was poor. Because I, my, my ego, and I'll be honest, my ego is at a point where I didn't understand how other people can afford Ferraris and I can't. I, I would be 18, walk into college, and a Ferrari would drive past, and it would ruin my week. And everyone would be like, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, don't you see, this fat fuck can buy a Ferrari and I can't. Why? He's not a better man, he's not a better person than me. I, he's, I'm just as good as him, if not better. I couldn't stand the fact that there are people who could do things I couldn't. So this gave me unlimited motivation to get rich. Now I found a way to get rich and I believe that anyone who really, really, truly wants to get rich will get rich one way or another. But that's because it bothered me for the first 10 years. You know, my, 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 my 20s, I was broke most of them. Broke most of them. So I couldn't stand being ordinary. And my question is this, you're saying ordinary people need to come in terms of their ordinariness. I don't think they do. I think they need to become extraordinary. I think they need to try harder. Mm-hmm. As a, this is the greatest thing, this is the, the greatest and worst thing about being a man is that all of your value is built. If you're a woman, you're born beautiful, game's over. You're born pretty, mm-hmm. that's it, it's done. That You have your value. Now you have six or seven years, you're valuable. You could be a moron, you're still on a billionaire's boat, cause you're hot, done. As a man, it doesn't matter if you're born good looking. If, if you're stupid and weak and broke, you're still gonna struggle. It doesn't matter if you're born rich. Like I said, if you're still stupid, weak, socially inept. As a man, you need to have it all. You need to have wisdom, you need to be funny, you need to be tall. Well, tall is one thing you can't fix. Strong, good looking helps. They like the idea of you being able to fight, you need interesting stories, you need money, you need freedom to be able to say to a girl, fuck it, we're going to Moscow, pack now. You need all these things. And a lot of that is self-built, not all of it. But a lot of it is. So when I speak to ordinary people, I say, well, how are you trying to stop yourself from being ordinary? And a lot of them aren't. Well, well, well you know, uh, uh, well, then what the fuck are you going to live an ordinary life if you have ordinary results? I, I couldn't tolerate that. You could put, you could give me, I already had a very bad financial start. I had a huge advantage genetically. But even if I had a, a, a huge genetic disadvantage, there's no way I would have been a normal person. One way or another, no way because I know life's too short for that shit. I want people to, I, I couldn't live that way. And I don't know why people are trying to come to terms with that. I don't, I don't think you should. I think you should be constantly pushing to be extraordinary no matter who you are. I don't care how I feel. Yeah. I don't care if I feel happy or sad. It doesn't really affect what I do each day. I do the exact same things. I act the exact same way. I, it does, I don't care. Yeah. I, it doesn't, I, doesn't, I don't put weight to the significance of the emotion. So I always consider myself a happy person, but if I woke up and I was slightly less happy one day than another, it wouldn't affect anything I do and I wouldn't put any relevance to it. I'm, yeah, hu- yeah. I'm human and that's life. And so yeah, am I any happier now that I, am, that I have hundreds of millions of dollars than before I was broke? Yeah. Not really, but I was never unhappy. I'm, I'm, I'm the same state that I was then, that I am now, I have work to do and I will do it. It's, it's as simple as that. Well, also there's no light without dark and there's no joy without pain. You can't have a rainbow without a little rain. Exactly. And no matter how hard you chase pleasure and happiness, there's gonna be dips and troughs in between. There's gonna be come downs and downtrends and you're gonna have the juxtaposition between that time you were laughing or 
head off and acting giddish like a child and the time that you feel depressed as such. And I think it's much better to just adopt a very disciplined, stoic mindset. I'm always the same base level of happy regardless. If I lost all of my money today, I would be the same happy. Mm-hmm. If my net worth quadrupled, I'd be the same happiness. Yeah. As long as I am alive, which is a struggle, unfortunately, in the current climate, but as long as I'm alive and the people I, I care about and love are alive, and as long as I get, as long as God gives me the honor of doing my duties and providing for the people I care about, as long as I get to wake up and know that there's a whole bunch of people in the world who need me and I get to work hard to please them and do good for society and good for the world, yeah. then then I'm, I'm a vessel of God and I'm happy, I'm happy enough to survive. That's, that's all I look at it as. I don't ever consider how do I feel. That doesn't cross my mind. I have things to do. <laughs> I have things to do. You're too busy to think about that. I'm too busy. I'm, I have things to do every single day. I have very important things to do. And how I feel really is not going to affect how I complete those tasks. Right. And I, I, when I speak to men, they say I'm unhappy or I need to be happier. I think that's absolutely the wrong frame of life. You're a man. You have duty. You have honor. You have things you should be doing regardless of how you feel. And the people who are perma-obsessed with happiness or sadness, I just think it's the wrong paradigm to view the, the lens of life. I yeah. think you should get up and do what needs to be done. Yeah, man. You're a positive influence, man. I don't know what, what's all the stuff, man. You're just reinforcing positivity in people. I'm absolutely a positive influence, and that's the problem. The key word there is influence. The reason the Matrix has attacked me is because of that. It's because yeah. I am an influence. Yeah. And when they don't like influence. They don't like influence because I'm, I've not sold my soul. They don't control me. And normally when you become massively influential, they control you. They you either sign a contract or your sponsor yeah, or your manager, a record label, a record label, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. They have some kind of leverage over you to make sure you only say what you are supposed to say. I'm an individual which they do not control. I have mass influence over the population of earth. Yeah. And when you have somebody like me who is principled, who has morals, who believes in God, who will not sell their soul, will yeah. not promote degeneracy, yeah. who also has mass influence, they see me as a threat because they say, there are certain agendas which he will not promote because of his morality. Right. And we need immoral people who have sold their souls